Hey everybody! It's Jimbo. It's Jimbo. It's neat being on here. You able to just? I'm able to do whatever I want to do. You know, somebody's out there listening to me, and they're, they're actually listening to what I'm saying, actually caring what I say. To me, that's uh, that's a pretty neat privilege that uh, I have an effect on somebody over the internet is actually listen to something I say. I've got no brilliant show. I've got no brilliant uh, repartee. I don't have a great voice, a great mind, a, a great, uh, no great musical abilities, no great anything. I try to be funny. I try to be musical. I try to be entertaining. But, I mean... On a scale of 1 to 10, I may be 8, 3, or 4. <laughs> oh, you were a total 10, Jimbo. A total 10. Welcome in, friends, to a uh, very special edition of Fusebox, as uh, we say our heartfelt goodbyes to a uh, beloved colleague here on the Overnightscape Underground channel, our buddy Jimbo who on uh, November 30th took his final bow and uh, left this mortal coil to, no doubt, hang out with uh, Paul Reimer and the, the cast and crew of Vic and Sade, for real. As uh, that radio show of the 1930s was a huge passion for Jimbo, as many will know, he curated an amazing site called uh, The Crazy World of Vic and Sade, which uh, can be found at uh, vicandsade.blogspot.com. And uh, as I understand it uh, from Jimbo himself, will be uh, maintained after his passing by a uh, trusted friend, as he was planning well in advance that uh, the site remain a shrine to this radio series. You really should check out the wealth of info there on that site. It's, uh, it's overwhelming and uh, it, a very insightful peek into not only Vic and Sade, but uh, Jimbo himself. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to uh, sum up a relationship like this one, as uh, it was quite unusual, just like Jimbo himself. Uh, I first heard his monologues on a show hosted by uh, another colleague on this here channel, P.Q. Ribber and uh, his Quake Reversal Satellite program. Jimbo was a, a unique voice right out of the box. He was compelling, funny, insightful, all at the same time sometimes. Almost childlike at times, and uh, definitely precocious. You know, I was fascinated by this guy's character. And uh, I, I remember asking my uh, collaborator in audio crime here at uh, Fusebox, Jeff Pollard, eh, check him out, give him a listen. Well, he had the same reaction, and uh, as is Jeff's way, went so far as to uh, write an entire bit for Jimbo, playing himself as interviewer. Now, the reason this made sense, apart from uh, the perfection of the casting... <laughs> in that idea was uh, was that Jimbo was already doing this 
He was interviewing folks on the channel, sending them uh, questions in audio form that uh, they would in turn record answers to and send back to him for his uh, final assembly. He did this with, uh, I'm pretty sure, almost everyone on the channel, myself and Jeff included. So Jeff thought it would be a great idea to have him interview a few of the folks on our show as well, give him, you know, keys to the kingdom, so to speak. Dangerous and somewhat scary as that notion is, Jimbo ran with it. Take, for instance, the time we asked him to interview one of uh, the cast of regulars on our show, Timo, the 12-foot-tall bell-ringing ogre. The Jimbo Interview, starring Jimbo. Because who else would it be except Jimbo? I mean, it's his show. Well, hey, Timo. Uh, thanks for joining me. <laughs> uh, you know, you and I may have gotten off on the wrong foot. I just want to apologize and say that, you know, I probably judged you and uh, have thought some evil thoughts about you that I maybe shouldn't have, and I uh, just want to apologize for that. Oh, no, I'm just going to pretty much give you some softball questions at the beginning, and we'll get a little deeper as we go. So, first of all, I want to know uh, how much you weigh. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, Timo, in the South, you're what we call a, a biggin. Uh. I've never seen you, Timo. Never have. But the other day I was watching Jeopardy, and there was a lady on there. And when I saw her, I thought, that's Timo. <laughs> Who gives you more gas? Politicians? Our priest. Gas. How many baby turtles have you eaten at one one sitting? My apologies, Timo. I just assume. Never mind. Do you have a significant other? <laughs> I understand, Timo. A little touchy about that subject, are you? Do you remember the first time, Timo, that... You went on a rampage. You remember that? Timo, uh, 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 no talk about. Timo, are you getting paid as much as the pocket squirrels are? I don't think you are. Timo, uh, uh, no. Uh, when you were babysitting that time, do you remember? Eating any of the children's pets? When you take a crap, do you use toilet paper or what do you do exactly in there? 
Have you ever eaten any disabled people? Have you ever sodomized Santa Claus? Thank you, uh, Timo. <clears throat> Thank you. We take baseballs and soak them in gasoline, light them on fire, and roll them down the hill. Flaming gasoline baseball going under cars and everything else. And, uh, landing in the gutter and catching the whole gutter on on fire, kaboom! Hey. You know, he was an amazing sport. Always ready to rise to the occasion and uh, give it his all. Now, Jimbo's health issues were no secret. He often talked about them in a sort of matter-of-fact fashion. The amazing thing to me is that we always got 100% from him. He never let on that uh, anything was compromising his ability to do a bit. And uh, he'd repeatedly say, now, if this stuff sucks, let me know, and I'll redo it as many times as you want. We never had to do that. And admittedly, we'd throw some pretty strange, quasi-physical stuff at him at times. Like the time he interviews Eco and Milo, our Japanese pocket squirrels. <sighs> Is that it? Are we ready now? Ugh, a little too low, man. Hang on. I don't I don't think we have him on mic here. I just you know let me get that. Alright. I just don't think this is a really good idea. Alright, let's try that. Uh go ahead and give uh, Milt a level and we'll see. Test. Test. One, two, three, check, check, check. There you go. Perfect. But are you sure this is a good idea? <laughs> hey, you guys, be nice. <laughs> hey, what did I just say? And he does not smell like sardines. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. This won't take long. Uh, Milt, are we are we set? Let's light the candle, Houston. Still don't think this is a good idea. What's that? Uh, nothing, man. 
Animals are good. All righty then. So, uh, Jimbo, are you are you all set there? Yeah, I guess. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, how is this going to work anyway? I can't understand anything they're saying. Oh, it'll be great. Don't worry about it. They're they're total pros. Pros! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. You'll be great. Just just be yourself. I knew you were going to make me interview them. I just knew it. Well, yeah. I mean, the Japanese pocket squirrels are an important part of the show. Fusebox wouldn't be the same without Eco and Milo. But you can't even understand them. And let's face it, they look like rats. Rats! <laughs> and they kind of smell, to be honest with you. Don't you ever bathe them or anything? I mean, how can anything so small have that kind of stench? <laughs> Can we all just try to be professionals here? Okay? You you three just... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, can we just try to get through this? That'd be great. Whatever. I didn't want to do this anyway. I've interviewed a lot of very important people. And not a single one was a rodent. And we all appreciate your talent and professionalism, Jimbo. Really. We're all big fans of your show. We really do appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come here and do this for us. Really and truly. And really truly. Seriously, even. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Milo? <laughs> Eco? <laughs> there. See? Now everyone is ready. Okay, okay, let's get this craft fest over with. That's the spirit. All right, I'll go into the control room and, uh, I don't think this was such a good idea. What, what was that? Oh, nothing, nothing. Uh, all right, let's do this. In three, two, one... Tonight on the Jimbo Interview, Jimbo interviews someone who isn't Jimbo. Uh, so this is Jimbo here, and um, well, I guess I'm interviewing the Japanese pocket squirrels from Fusebox. Uh, welcome. Milo, Eco, um... You suck, Jimbo. Yeah, you suck. Hey, whatever. But you know what? You two stink, so how about that? Huh? <laughs> so, being Japanese pocket squirrels, I guess means that you must be... What? Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys ever bathe at all or do you always smell like grandpa's underwear in July? <laughs> 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 
Seriously, you two are pretty ripe, if you know what I mean. Have you ever smelled kimchi? You know, fermented cabbage? Well, you two smell like cabbage that's been fermenting inside a muskox anus that's been... We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Welcome back to the show, folks. Um, know what I think, bro? This was a bad idea. This was a really bad idea. Oh, Phil, you'll hear from my lawyer, Rose. You're not going to get away with this, Rose. You hear me? My career is ruined. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, say, Mark, uh, do you see Jimbo's nose in there by any chance? Meanwhile, I got a big old booger stuck to my head, and I have to go to the principal's office. I'm not touching this booger. The principal says, "This is." Hey, you got a big old booger on your face. And he gets his clinics, clinics box out and throws it at me. And I catch it and uh, gets a big booger off of my face. And I'm looking at the kid, and he's laughing at me. He doesn't have a mark on him. I feel like I'm bleeding. So in our uh, continuing quest to throw uh, difficult interviews at the guy, we thought that a perfect candidate for an intimate sit-down discussion would be our intrepid board op, Milt Keynes, who is, as you know, if you follow this program, a co-host to the show or has certainly uh, grown into that capacity over the years as, uh, as well as providing the uh, technical skills necessary to capture and uh, run the show during that uh, recording. Milt is not the most outgoing guy in the world and uh, one would even say uh, secretive until he gets to know you. Jimbo and Milt had quite the relationship. We were... Never really sure just where either of them landed on that friendship. You know, Jeff and I would seriously ponder the notion at times that maybe this uh, Jimbo guy wasn't actually real, but in fact an ingenious character invention by a comical genius. You know, we're still not sure about the answer to that one. Here's Jimbo and Milt. Now that I have you here and kind of away from Mark... Can you tell me who does the voice of Timo? <laughs> Can you tell me that? So, Jimbo, it's so weird you would ask that. See, uh, cause a bunch of us at uh, Fusebox wondered 
who does the voice of Jimbo? <laughs> Seriously, Jeff and I were talking about that the other day and we were convinced Jimbo was a character. M Mark said you were 100% genuine, but we, <laughs> we were skeptical as hell. And damn, man, here you are right in front of me. Love it, man. <laughs> Love it. But uh, anyway, uh, to answer your question, the, the, the big guys... So let me ask you, you're, are you in a control room like separate from Mark and... Uh, well, I... Uh, or is that just all for show? Cause no, no. I, uh, there, we, or like, are you sitting right next to Mark? Or are you not even really sitting there at all? No, actually what we have is... Uh, Nothing I'm insinuating anything here because I'll tell you, I've done this too. You know, when I was a, t a young teenager, I liked to smell... Like the smell of gasoline. I'm not going to say that I huff gasoline, but I like to smell gasoline. And probably, if given the opportunity, if somebody had presented me with some gasoline to huff, I probably would have because for some reason I had this addiction to the smell of gasoline. Have you been uh, huffing that gasoline today, man? And uh, I just wanted to know uh, what did you huff when you were growing up? Wow. Uh, wow. Well, uh, well, uh, gym socks, mostly. See, uh, I used to sneak into the girls' locker room, and, uh... What kind I, of music do you enjoy? Uh, 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 music? Uh, oh, well, uh, I like all kinds, really. Uh, I used to play in a punk polka band. We did a lot of Lawrence Welk covers. Play a pretty mean accordion, if I do say so myself. So yeah, I, I dig polka music, of course. I, I like uh, lounge music, pop, rock, industrial metal, punk, uh, hip-hop, elevator music. Uh, hey, I'm a huge fan of the Carpenters. Uh, Guar, ABBA, uh, the Beatles, Stones, of course. I Oh, I like Hank Williams, uh... The, the, the first one, the original, not, uh, not the other two. Uh, I dig me some Buddy Holly. You two. Uh, Nickelback. You know, Mark's always listening to Zappa. And I think it's safe to say old Mark has a huge man crush on Frank Zappa. Say, I bet you didn't know Mark sleeps in a Frank Zappa onesie, did you? Huh? <laughs> As anyone knows who's produced a show for the Overnightscape Underground channel... Jimbo was by far the biggest cheerleader on this channel. He'd constantly leave comments on a particular show host's posts and always be the one to encourage uh, more of the same or perhaps at times less of the same, <laughs> if that's how it struck him. Here's a little taste of that in the Milt interview, followed by a counterpoint to the love fest. I'm going to be completely serious here, Milt. How will I be able to tell? It's obvious that you do a wonderful job uh, for Fusebox. Mark sounds great every week. And, you know, I really don't know how much of that is you. But uh, you're obviously involved in that heavily. And... You do a wonderful job, and everybody here is envious of you. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I remember the, you know, the first show. I remember um, 
just so many people talking behind the scenes about uh, Fusebox, and and we're all jealous of you. I, I am especially jealous of every one of you there at Fusebox, and I just want to let you know that. No kidding. Wow. Well, thank you, Jimbo. No, that really, really does mean a lot to us. Seriously, man. Thanks. So, uh... Let's see, uh... I'm not real good at this, but... Isn't uh, LSD legal in, uh, Oregon? No. But I'm starting to think that it's legal at your house. Uh... I'm doing this interview, and I really... I really don't feel like I know what to ask you. I'm... I... I... It's not that I disrespect you or anything. It's just like I don't hardly even know who you are, man. I mean, you, you, you're just like a little voice is all you are. and A little you know, voice? You know, I guess I, I've learned to appreciate that voice, obviously, working at doing the Fusebox show and everything. But I don't even know you, man. What, what is, why are we even doing this interview? I, you know what I'm saying? I don't uh, even know. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a... Suddenly kind of wondering why myself, actually. No, of I, course, this, this, most of this interview was just done in jest. We all know who you are, Mort. Mort? And uh, we all appreciate you and the job you do. Uh, thanks? You're doing, a, you're doing a wonderful job, and I appreciate you joining me for this interview. I'm glad you didn't get all mad like Timo did that time, and... Uh... Well, it, a- actually... So, so thanks. Well, sure, yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're welcome, uh, I think. So, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're done then? Jimbo? Uh, Jimbo? Hey! Buddy, are, are we done here? Jimbo? That was some seriously f***ed up Hey, Simon, did, did we get it? We got it. You guys got everything? It's in the can, man. Yeah? Looks good. So we got it? Yep. So we're done then? <sighs> Jesus. Anyone need a beer? It's no secret that Jimbo was a huge baseball fan. His uh, Texas Rangers were a topic on his shows many, many, many times. But always with a conscious ear to the audience as well. Meaning that not everybody may share the love of his team or the game, for that matter. Well, when it came to interview our uh, Fusebox cohort Jeff Pollard, it was a match made in heaven, as they are both... Huge baseball fans. Or did they? Well, you're the, uh, you're the guy that does uh, all the graphics. Uh, you did a graphic for one of my shows that Mark produced. Yeah, yeah. I designed the cover art for Bad to the Bone, I think it was, right? Wanted to thank you for that. That was awesome. It really was. Yeah, you're welcome. Very happy to help. I noticed you did a... Uh, a graphic for uh, Tiger Woods. You know, he got his wife uh, 
pretty much beat him up and stuff, uh, didn't she? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think she beat him up. Certainly not like the press did anyway. But, but yeah, I designed Tiger Woods' logo. So why do you make a graphic for like a loser guy like that? <laughs> why do you do that? Hey, why does anybody do the things they do, man? Anyway, the, the job was through Nike after they'd signed Tiger when he turned pro in 1997. And I'm pretty sure no one, including Tiger, expected his life to go completely sideways like it did. But, you know, he's a human being, so he ain't perfect, that's for sure. Oh, you know, I'm just kidding. Or are you? And I know you did one for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, I did, yeah, for the NFL. I have actually been to Canton, Ohio. Oh. And into the Hall of Fame, uh, mm-hmm. a great place, and I mean, you nailed it. Thank you. It, that's it. Looks, you know, the Hall of Fame, the NFL. There's a certain majesty that belongs to the NFL right. and that kind of thing. And you captured that. It looks your graphic looks better than like any of the Super Bowl graphics. To actually, you oh. know, sit here across from you and talk to you, <laughs> I'm I'm in awe of you, sir. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you, Jimbo. I I appreciate that, really. As far as logos go, you're like Babe Ruth. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow, man, thanks. That's uh, that's some high praise. So, Jeff, how much would it cost me for you to make like a Jimbo? graphic that i could use around here yeah how much would you charge me well as much as i possibly could jimbo <laughs> look <laughs> jeff i've got it going on myself <laughs> yeah you do why don't we team up and let's build a spaceship and go to mars uh mars sure yeah because you know mars would be better than uranus Jeff, I understand you used to play professional baseball. Oh, no, 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 no. I never played professionally. I mean, I wanted to ever since I was a kid, but no, I didn't uh, I didn't play for pay. I was scouted, though, by the Orioles and the Red Sox, um, Mariners, and the Cincinnati Reds mainly. And I did have a tryout with the Reds, actually, but I wasn't signed. So, hey, did... You ever play ball? Well, I've never played professional baseball, but I've been around professional baseball for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have a big, huge, not only major league fan, I'm a minor league baseball mm-hmm. fan as well. Yeah, yeah, same here. Especially of the Rangers. I know the Rangers minor league system really well, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like we're on the same plane. I think we got to team up together. And build a rocket and go to, like, Mars. Well, well, yeah, because, you know, of all the baseball they play on Mars, sure. It's it's the uh, Martian pastime, don't you know? You know I'm kidding about the whole Mars thing. It's just, you know, it's part of this, you know, people think that I'm not really real. and that, <laughs> But I am really real. I'm, <laughs> I am. I'm absolutely real. Well, so. you seem real. Sort of. Let me ask you, Jeff. Uh, who has the most war between uh, Willie Mays and Ted Williams? Quickly now. Uh, war? Oh, wait. You mean wins above replacement, right? Uh, man, I I'd have to say Mays. Uh, you know, given his total game, like 
you know, I mean, Ted Ted could hit, but so could Willie. And May's total game, you know, speed, defense, arm, hit, hit for power was just greater than Williams. So, yeah, wins above replacement. I got to go with Willie Mays over Ted Williams. How's that? Did I uh, did I get it right? Did I win a free trip to Mars? Who has a higher batting average, George Sisler or Ty Cobb? <laughs> it's the Jimbo Quiz Show. Uh, <laughs> a higher a higher lifetime average. Well, that'd be Ty Cobb's three sixty seven to Sisler's three forty. So yeah, Cobb. Rogers Hornsby or Ted Williams? Come on, Jeff. You're supposed <laughs> to be this. Uh, uh, Baseball guy or whatever. Come on, Jeff. Ah, uh, okay. Taunting the guests now, are we? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Hornsby, for sure. The Raja hit 358 lifetime. Teddy Ballgame hit 344. Uh, see, you ain't getting that cheese by me, meat. <laughs> You're from Poland, aren't you? Let's see, Jeff Pollard. I would guess that was a Polish name, you reckon? Huh? Am I Am I Polish? What? No more, no more baseball trivia. Come on, man. Uh, I don't really know, but I'm just guessing. So your name is Polard, you know, Polard, Polak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, okay. So since you're Jimbo, that means you must be Bolivian, right? How many light bulbs does it take for a Polard to? Or uh, wait a minute. Been drinking Listerine, have you, Jimbo? Or maybe huff and unlet it again? Yeah, I could go on pulling these clips here all day, as I've got so much more stuff that it uh, would soon become a mini-series before long. You, uh, you can also check out the full interviews in, uh, in the cases where I've uh, excerpted a few choice moments here. And uh, those are listed in the show notes as to uh, what episode they actually appeared on. You know, there is no doubt... We all here at Fusebox are going to uh, miss the guy tremendously, and uh, we are so delighted that we had the time to play with our buddy Jimbo and uh, that these elements that we all created uh, will live on. So uh, thanks from all of us here at Fusebox for uh, pushing play on this uh, humble tribute to a cool guy who was truly one in a million. I'm Mark Rose, and uh, until our next cartoon. Fuse.